0: I am praying for revival to happen this summer at our camps, that we could just see the Spirit move in the lives of these children, that they get to go home and tell their families about camp, and families are changed. And then they get to tell their mom or dad who's incarcerated, and we start changing in the prisons because a child went to camp, and I know that God is so faithful. To do that. And I am so excited just to see what he has in store for us this summer at camp.
1: For many children of prisoners, some of the basic rights of childhood, like spending a week at summer camp, are out of the question. Every summer, thousands of Angel Tree children get the opportunity to attend Christian summer camps with the help of Angel Tree churches and friends just like you. Last year, Angel Tree sent over 6,400 children of incarcerated parents to camp. Now, we're going to help Angel Tree send more children to camp this summer. I want to welcome you to Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler. Today, we have the pleasure of welcoming Betsy Wright. Betsy's the program manager for Angel Tree Camps. Betsy, welcome to Bot Radio Network in Memphis.
0: Thank you so much for having me.
1: I know this was kind of put on a short notice, but we're excited to partner with Angel Tree Camps and tell the story. We've got a lot of information we want to share over the next half hour with our listeners. Betsy, first of all, why is it so important that we, as the followers of Christ, step into the lives of children with incarcerated parents?
0: Well, you know, it's all about the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. And so many of these children don't have that hope. They don't have that guidance at home. And we, as a Christian community, can come alongside them. We can partner with our local churches to serve these families, but we can send them to a week of camp that they're all Christian camps and they all get to hear every single day about Jesus Christ and the love that He has for them and the acceptance and the hope that they can find in Him. And it is, I know we think sometimes, oh, it's just a week of kids camp and it's no big deal, but this week can be life transforming for these kids because they hear about Jesus and they might never have heard of him before.
1: What are some of the concerns, Betsy, that children of incarcerated parents might face unlike other children?
0: Well, you know, they're going through a loss. They they have lost a parent. And so many times we have kids in our society, they might lose a parent through death, or they might have lost that traditional family through divorce. And And we know how to walk beside those children in that grieving process. But so many times when you lose a parent to incarceration, it is a very hidden process because of the stigma that comes with it. And so these kids don't have that support, a community rallying around them. Sometimes they're ostracized, they're made fun of. And it is so important for them to find that hope and that acceptance and to know that it's not their fault their parents made a mistake, and and there's consequences, but we all make mistakes. And I really think that we need to pull back, especially as a Christian community, on that stigma of of just ostracizing a family who have somebody in prison and pushing them to the wayside, we should rather be gathering them to us and walking with them and in their grief and in this process of hurt,
1: according to some research I read recently, the arrest and removal of a mother or father from a child's life forces that child to confront emotional, social, and economic consequences that may trigger behavior problems, poor outcome in school, and a disruption of severance of the relationship with the Incarcerated parent that may persist even after the parent is released from prison. I'm sure I'm stating, Betsy, the obvious, but this seems to provide a crucial role for the church to engage these children of inmates, as you just mentioned.
0: Yeah, you know, Byron, the families oftentimes have to move because there might be a loss of income and support for their family. So they change in socioeconomic status. Then they might have to, because of that, change into a neighborhood that they haven't been at before, and they lose relationships that they had established. Um, It is so important for us as Christians to recognize this in our society, to walk beside those who don't look like us, might have completely different needs than we do, but Jesus calls us to love everyone and the hurt and the needy. And so we need to be very extremely aware of what's going on. And I think the church needs to just stand up and say, we are going to take a stand and we are going to walk with these families and comfort them and encourage them in their journey. And do what we can to support them, to help them mentor the children, mentor the moms or dads who are left behind, the grandparents that are so often taking care of these children that that have gone through that season of their life and are planning on retirement or whatever that might look like. Now they're back. Raising children again, and they don't have the support that they need. They don't have the finances that they need to raise these children um, because they're living on a retirement income, whatever that might look like. There are so many needs that these families face because of this life change. And especially when it's a mom who has been sent to prison. Most times when the mom has been sent to prison, she has been the main caregiver. And so they are going to either be in relative placement or they might be in foster placement. Many times when it's the father who has been sent to prison, the children are still living with mom. So they don't have that disruption in family. But we need as a church to recognize these factors and be aware of these things going on in our society and stand up and do something and be the hands and feet of Jesus to these families.
1: Betsy, let's back up a moment if we can, and let's give some history of Angel Tree.
0: Sure. Well, Angel Tree started in prison, obviously. There was a lady, her name was Mary Kay, and she was in prison. She noticed that come Christmas time, a lot of the women would start hoarding their items that they might get from the commissary, whether it's toothpaste or a toothbrush or or little things that they would get. They would start keeping those so that they would be able to give something to their kids at Christmas. So when she left prison, she went into a local mall and put little angel tags on a Christmas tree for people to take and go and purchase a gift to go to the child at Christmas on behalf of mom or dad. And Angel Tree Christmas has grown to serve almost 300,000 children this last year. Well, from that, we have gone into going beyond Christmas and trying to walk with these families throughout the year. And Angel Tree Camping was born, and so we want to then partner with local churches and local Christian camps to walk beside these children and send them to a week of camp so that they get to hear about Jesus, not only at that Christmas time, but for an entire week where they're learning about His love and singing worship songs and and having those mentoring relationships with the counselors that actually show the love of Jesus. And we also have sports clinics that we like to invite these children to. And a lot of professional athletes will come and partner with us in serving these kids at sports clinics. And so we try to serve them in so many different areas that it's not just about Christmas, but it's about um, serving them year long.
1: Boy, that sounds so exciting, Betsy. How long have you been active as the program director for Angel Tree Camps?
0: I am actually in my first season um, as the program manager, and I am so excited as we get to see new partners come on. We get to hear stories about life change. I am praying for revival to happen this summer at our camps, that we could just see the Spirit move in the lives of these children, that they get to go home and tell their families about camp, and families are changed. And then they get to tell their mom or dad who's incarcerated, and we start changing in the prisons because a child went to camp. And I know that God is so faithful to do that, and I am so excited just to see what He has in store for us this summer at camp.
1: You know, Betsy, I've heard oftentimes it is children that can reach the parents, that the gospel is entered into the life of an incarcerated parent through a child.
0: Well, you know, the gospel is life transforming. And so many times that these kids get home from camp and the parent is like, What did you do with my child? (laughs) They see just a difference after a week, just in behavior and attitude, and they want to know more. And you know, the little children will lead us and they can, you know, encourage mom or dad to take them to church. And and as the parent sees the difference that this has made in the child's life, they want to investigate it more. They want to know why. And so it pulls them in to hear the gospel message themselves.
1: Right. Well, as the program manager for Angel Tree Camps, do you get to help structure the activities for the camps? And what's the daily format of these camps? What does that look like?
0: Well, I don't get to do that part of it. We get to um, partner with so many wonderful camps across the United States. Um, They are all Christian camps. We interview each and every single one of them. But the programming um, is all on them. And I tell you, we have some awesome, awesome camping partners. I am just amazed at the work that they do throughout the entire summer. A lot of times they'll get up, they'll eat breakfast. They might have a morning worship. And then they go do some kind of crazy fun activity. Um, We have uh, ropes courses that they do. Um, They do the um, whitewater rafting at some camps. We have horses at camps. We have lakes and pools and canoeing and gaga ball and basketball and ga-ga ball. Just, <laughs> gaga ball is a big thing and if you know a young person you can ask them what it is <laughs> I, it's like dodgeball but it's in an octagon shaped arena that you played outside but the kids absolutely love it
1: and betsy i can't help but think that for some of these children this might be their first time to actually ever go on a lake in a canoe some of these activities they do would be their first time sleeping away from home in the outdoors in a camp environment could be their first time.
0: Absolutely. We have kids that come from inner city New York and they get to go and play in a lake and it's a new experience and then they get to come back next year and do it again and they just so look forward to it because they that's just not something that they get to do at all. And I've had a kid say that He loved just getting to have his own bed at camp because at home he has to share a bed. He's never had his bed to himself. And so at camp, he's in a bunk bed in a cabin with a bunch of kids, but it's his bunk bed. It's his bunk. And so they get so many experiences that they might not get at home. I actually had one child say that the thing that they loved about camp is that they could go to bed at night and they didn't have to hear the sound of gunshots.
1: And Betsy, for most of us, we don't even think about that. This is day-to-day for many of these children.
0: It is. And it's sad, but at the same time, we get to bring them hope. And we get to show them a new way. And even um, in the middle of these situations, they can have hope because we've introduced them to Jesus. And you know what, Byron? We even, Angel Tree provides a Bible for every single one of our um, Angel Tree campers. So they're going to go home with a Bible. Um, that they can keep with them away from camp and read throughout the year and go back to. Wow.
1: And you mentioned that this is your first season as the program director for the camps. Uh so you haven't actually walked on to a camp in action yet, or have you?
0: I haven't, but my summer calendar is full. So looking forward. So you're
1: going to be visiting to these camps in action?
0: Yes. Um Memorial Day weekend I get to go to Hawaii for my first time, but I'm going to go visit two of our camping partners down there. And um, we have um, Camp Agape's down in Hawaii. And um, we've had such faithful partners down there. And I'm so excited to go and meet them and just see what the kids are doing. And um, I'm going to camps in Indiana and Kentucky and Michigan um, this summer. As of right now, hopefully I'll add more to the list. But I'm so excited to go and interact with the kids and meet our wonderful camping partners and just see what God is doing in the camps this summer.
1: Well, you mentioned life change stories, and I know that's what it's all about ultimately. Can you share maybe some of the stories that you've heard already, some heart-to-heart results of how Angel Tree camps are touching the lives of children that are attending these camps?
0: Well, you know, many of them get to come back year after year we will scholarship kids up to the age of 18. And they might come in, and for the first couple of years, they are reserved. They might be aggressive in behavior. um, But as they continue to return, and as they get to hear about the love of Jesus year after year, it begins to soften their hearts. And we've had kids that have gone through that process. They've come back as Junior counselors. So they've gone through and been a camper themselves, and they get to come back and um, partner with older counselors in a cabin and be kind of a mentor to the younger kids. And then they get to be a senior counselor. And it is just so neat to see the transformation that God does in their lives from an aggressive, hurt child to one who is loving on other children that are in the same situation that they have been in.
1: Oh Betsy this is so incredible
0: God is so good He
1: is isn't he He's <laughs> he a
0: thing like camp that you don't you don't think twice about but he uses it to transform lives and to change eternity for these children
1: Yes You use the term just now how you scholarship kids what does that look like and how can our Bot Radio Network listeners help you do just that scholarship some of these children
0: Absolutely. So we, as you've heard me talk about, we partner with camps. So we don't, we don't host camps. We don't do the programming for camps. But we partner with um, camps across the United States to make camp possible for these children with incarcerated parents. And so we have such faithful, faithful donors who will come along and will give to send a child to a week of camp. And uh, we uh, provide $250 to send a kid to camp. And it could go up to $400 depending on the cost of camps. But a minimum of $250 or the cost of camp, if that might be less. So we want our partners to not be put out by agreeing to work with us and serve these children. So, you know, if their camp costs $200. We get to pay that full amount, and that child goes absolutely free to camp. If the camp is the $300 camp, we pay 250 and sometimes they have other scholarship funds that will fill in that gap. Right. And so all of our Angel Tree campers will get to go to camp at little to no
1: cost to them. What a blessing. Now, Betsy, do these Angel Tree campers, when they go to one of these camps that you work with, do they just blend in with the... The camp, I mean, what I'm saying is there's not a a cabin with just all of the angel tree campers in one cabin. I mean, you try to blend the campers among the other population of the campers there. Is that how you do it?
0: Well, our, our camps have an option of doing it two different ways. They can integrate the children into their regular weeks of camp. So you can walk in on their campus and you would not know who is an angel tree camper and who is not. And then some of our camps will have a week or two that is there just for our Angel Tree kids. And there's benefits to doing it both ways. Um, If they're integrated, you know, the child doesn't have to think about it. He's just a kid. He's just having fun with other kids, doesn't have to worry about his background. It's just having fun for a week and hearing about Jesus. For our camps that are angel tree only those child children actually get to freely talk about their hurts and their hopes and discouragements and and the things that they're going through because everyone else there around them is going through the same thing
1: these could be much more helpful for them too
0: yeah there's pros and cons to both ways to doing it and i i think any week that a child gets to go is going to be fantastic. And that choice is up to our camping partners and what they are able to provide. And so we're, so, we're just so grateful for either, either option, and our kids love either option.
1: Just getting to go to camp. Well, Betsy, do you offer angel tree camps for children of incarcerated parents that are considered special needs children, such as blindness or just other physical challenges that they might have?
0: That depends on our partners and what our partners offer. I know that we have talked to Johnny and friends who that's what they do is special needs, and they are willing to partner with us. We have not had those children yet to partner with them. We haven't found that need yet, and I know it's out there. and, And if somebody listening says, that is my child, we would love to partner with them and get them sent to camp.
1: How can our listeners sponsor a child right now to attend summer camp with Angel Tree?
0: Well, you can go to prisonfellowship.org, and you can make a donation on our website.
1: Prisonfellowship.org. Everything you need to know is right there, and you can go ahead and make a donation to provide a full scholarship or just whatever you can contribute, I guess.
0: You know, whatever you can contribute, I believe God multiplies you know. So if it's $25, God's going to use that $25 to change a child's life. If it's $400, he's going to use that. I think it's obedience is what he wants from us, and he honors our obedience and blesses that and multiplies it.
1: Now, Betsy, are some of these camps day camps only, and they don't include spending the night?
0: We do have some camps that um, serve only um, during the day, and those scholarships that we provide are about $100, and we found that that's really pretty close to the average cost of a day camp for these kids. So they might not go overnight, but they would do all of the same fun stuff that our overnight camps do, just minus the sleeping in the bunk bed in the cabin.
1: Right. Now, does the scholarship funds that are given through Angel Tree, does it typically cover the entire week of the camps, or are there other funds needed to compensate the entire amount? We
0: typically cover the whole week of the camp. Many of our partners will, they'll either have other funds available to them or they'll write off the cost, but we really try to work with our camping partners to make sure that they get the funds that they need as they are serving these children. We don't want to put them out at all as they are serving with us. That is part of the reason for raising our scholarship funding this year is to make sure that we are taking care of our camping partners as they're serving these kids.
1: Betsy, how did you get this incredible job? What were you doing prior to walking into this position?
0: You know, God's just good. Can we say that? I mean, He's just <laughs> hes just awesome how He orders our steps. I have been um, an executive assistant at our local church for um, five years, and I had previously done that um, in another season for about four or five years. And so I have a big church background, and um, I was just in a season where I needed to find something different and maybe work from home, and God put this in front of me. And it just was right in my giftings and my heart and my passion, and I am just so thankful each and every day for the job that He's given me. I love what I do, and I love to get people involved with Angel Tree Camping and to just share about the hope that we can give these kids, exciting.
1: It is exciting, Betsy, you know, and I was just thinking about someone who was probably the most excited about Prison Fellowship, and I'm thankful I had the opportunity to meet him in person, that's the late Chuck Colson. Prison Fellowship was definitely dear to his heart.
0: I mean, he's our founder, and just getting to recently hear his daughter, Emily, share at one of our Prison Fellowship staff meetings was was just truly a blessing. Um, I, I came on after Chuck Colson passed away, but you know I know his heart in this ministry continues. Lives are being transformed in our prisons, and we have revival happening in some of these prisons, and God is doing such a mighty work, and He's so faithful to move when His people are obedient to Him.
1: Betsy, I'm very thankful for the prison population that listens to this radio station. We've received letters from inmates. Recently, we received one saying that we're a group of over about 100 who faithfully listen to Bot Radio Network in Memphis every day. We're serving time in the federal prison in the area. I know there's those listening right now to this show, and so it really blesses me to know that God's Word is impacting the lives of those that are in prison encouraging our fellow believers brothers and sisters in christ and so we're able to do that today and in turn those listening to our station right now can help provide scholarships and funds to let these children of these inmates to be able to go they would love to be able to send their child to a camp and speaking of that betsy do inmates of the children do they get to see pictures or any kind of correspondence And what their child was able to do in camp? I mean, is there interaction there?
0: That depends on the camp. We uh, do try. It also depends on the facility as to what you can send um, in as far as mail goes. But, yes, we always have that open opportunity to be able to let the parents know what's going on in the lives of their children and hopefully encouraging them in that process.
1: Now, Betsy, also, you gave the web address, prisonfellowship.org, but I know we have those listening, too, that don't feel comfortable using the computer. So if they could call that number, I believe, 800-55-ANGEL, that's 800-552-6435, and they can make a donation and help on a scholarship, too. Is that correct?
0: Yes, that's correct. And, you know, I want to tell you, Byron, it's it's not only about the financial giving. I would love for your audience to just join us in prayer this summer. I am truly praying that revival happens in the lives of these children across these camps in the United States this summer, and that as Christ gets a hold of their hearts, they are able to take that home, and they are able to share with their caregivers at home, and brothers and sisters, and grandmas, and aunts and uncles, and, and then all the way to mom or dad who might be incarcerated. And I believe that when his people are faithful to pray that he hears us and answers us. So somebody might be listening and think, I do not have the funds to give, but everybody has the capacity and ability and availability to pray. And so I just encourage everyone to join with us in praying for revival to happen this summer.
1: Thank you, Betsy. God bless you. Thank you for what you're doing for Christ's kingdom through angel tree camps and the work with angel tree it's a good work thank you so much for joining bot radio network today
0: thank you so much
1: well friends you will be blessed to help pray for and and also if able to contribute to the scholarship funds for children of inmates to go to summer camp prison fellowship is the nation's largest nonprofit serving prisoners former prisoners and their family and leading advocate for justice reform they seek to share the real living hope of the gospel with people who long for its power to make them new. And that's what the gospel does. It makes us new, and Prison Fellowship is sharing the gospel. Call that number, 800-552-6435, 800-552-6435, or visit prisonfellowship.org. Thanks for listening. I'm Byron Tyler. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.